This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Paolo Bancaro from Duke University. With the fourth pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Sacramento Kings select Keegan Murray from the University of Iowa. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G and Jim Rodriguez. J-Rod with me today on a Friday. Excited to have him as part of the show. And we got a big one planned. Jimmy Pazzo is going to join us in about 20 minutes. We'll react to the NBA Draft and what it means now moving forward. We will talk to our guy Joe Osborne now, a Vegas insider in the 10 a.m. Eastern hour. We'll get to a game five in the NHL Stanley Cup tonight. Some baseball, some home run props, a little NFL later on. But, uh, but J-Rod, we got to start with the NBA draft. And, I mean, the story this morning is the betting market won Woj zero last night. I mean, that was crazy what happened, you know, 28, 48, 24, 48 hours before the draft. It became a lot on, on Paolo Bancaro that he was going to be the top guy. And Woj said no yesterday morning, and the right before the draft, J. Rod, he changed his tune, and it became pretty obvious at like you know seven fifty five Eastern last night that Bankero was going to be number one. The betting market they got that one right. Yeah, well, it just goes to show you the power of the wise guys, the powers of the sharps, and 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 the sort of the acceptance. I think this, at all things, this is a win. For sports gambling, this is win for sports investing. That that you know, you maybe you have a different kind of woge. The you know, he, he as much as he was trying to throw those bombs, you know, you do have insiders, you have people that do this for a living, not necessarily for woge to try to break stories, but for people to try to you know make some make some money. And I think you know, you guys have talked about it on the show. Uh, this is why this is why the books, this is why the houses, they don't like to do these drafts because you've got true insiders who truly know what's going to happen. Yeah, and so I saw this morning that Caesar Sports uh, said that they did 10 times more handle on the NBA draft than the NFL draft this year, which is amazing because the NFL is just so much bigger than the NBA. The fact that people were jumping out on this. The other thing that, that I thought yesterday, J-Rod, is there, there was an opportunity. Even if you didn't have inside information, like every mock draft for the past two weeks was kind of like, ah, I don't really know. I guess it's Jabari Smith. And then there was a lot of uncertainty. Like everyone that covered the NBA kept saying, the Magic don't know. The Magic don't know. So when, you know, when Paolo Bancaro goes to 25 to 1, 30 to 1 at one point, I think people just jumped on it and said, there's there's value there. Like maybe he's not the top pick, but if he is, it just, it felt like it was mispriced. And then people jumped on it. And, you know, you see some of the stories out there, DraftKings, like some people want some significant money on Paolo Bancaro to be number one. So you're right. It is awesome for the uh, the betting market and, and best sports bettors out there because I think they got one over on the insiders this time. 
Yeah, you know, the you, you, I don't know if you can say that the little guy won, but, you know, our industry uh, made a splash, you know, and, and I think it's going to be taken into, into account. You know, now we'll see how it turns into the NFL draft and the NBA draft moving forward, how much handle they're going to take or how much uh, exposure the books are going to want to put out there. Maybe more, you know, what order of bets or, or will there be a, you know, when the foul forward will be picked as opposed to exactly who goes in what position. But yeah, man, it's, it's an interesting thing. And maybe next year, I mean, to me, if I'm an executive at, at, at the four letter network or anyone else, maybe I have a gambling person, maybe have a gambling insider as part of the dais, as part of the crew of, of who can give me last minute information to drive. And if I'm a sponsor, if I'm a, if I'm a casino or I'm a book and I'm sponsoring an ESPN or somebody else, maybe that's a way of get that in there. I mean, Woj may not like it, but maybe Woj will have to change his tune a little bit. I think yeah. this is great. I, I think that's a great point. I think they should have that. You know, it kind of reminds me of it reminds me of uh, how many years ago it was. Remember when um, remember when they added Todd McShay next to Mel Kuyper? I don't think Kuyper loved it at first, but he got used to it. And then they became partners and they worked together really well at ESPN. That could be good for them because, all right, Woj is trying to tell you what he's hearing inside the NBA. And usually he's right. I mean, it's Adrian Wojnarowski. He, he knows everyone. But, like, it, it would be also interesting to hear, like, okay, I'm hearing still Jabari Smith, but then you have the, the gambling insider next to him saying, all right, that's what you're hearing, but the number, the money's coming in on Paolo. So there's a lot right. of people out there who, who are betting on Paolo, and it adds something to it. And now the question, uh, obviously, is going to be, like you said, moving forward, how much these books, how much handle they put on this. I, I think, J-Rod, there's an opportunity here moving forward. Next year's NBA, next year's NFL. If we hear three weeks out that the team at number one doesn't know who they're going to pick, I'm just going to start taking plus money on all the top two or three guys because <laughs> – that might happen, right? Like sometimes when it's a quarterback in the NFL or it's a great you know, basketball player, you just know, right? Like there was no debate LeBron was one. There's no debate Anthony Davis right. was one. You kind of know. But then there's years like this year where no one knew. And I, I think there was just value there that got out of whack. I think there was an opportunity here because no one really knew what the heck was going to happen. Yeah, and you look at the top three picks, you know, even the top four picks, you know, especially the top three, those guys were kind of interchangeable. They're all right. sort of the same height, the same game. They bring the same thing to the table where, where you know, is, is, is the Orlando Magic said so, but Chet, Chet could have been, Chet Holmgren could have been, you know, we all thought Jabari Smith was going to be. So I think they were all so interchangeable that, yeah, why not? As you guys like to say, put a little pizza money here, put a little pizza money there, put a little beer money there, and all of a sudden you got a lot of pizza. You do. Yeah, no, it is interesting to watch it play out. And um, there was, I just think there was value. And, and some people may have missed it, some people may have gotten it. And then I think at some point there was even – value on Jabari, right? Like when he became almost even money, I think a lot of people jumped on him because no one really knew what was going on. So we get the top three picks, Paolo Bancaro to the um, Orlando Magic, Chet Holmgren, number two, wearing the dice on his neck, J-Rod there to the um, to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then Jabari Smith, number three, to the Houston Rockets. Um, I, I, what, what's your thought on, on Chet? Because we talked about him a lot on this show the past couple of weeks, and I think he has a chance to be a you know solid NBA player. He's got size, athleticism, but man, I just wonder if Jabari Smith's going to end up now being the steal of this thing because a lot of people thought he was the best player, and now he goes number three. You know, the yeah. Thunder, the Thunder did not waver, right? They just they kept their guy. The Chet was their guy, and then they just they let Jabari Smith go to Houston. So I wouldn't be surprised. We'll do NBA uh, Rookie of the Year odds. I wouldn't be surprised if Jabari Smith has a nice career with the Rockets at number three. I could definitely see that. Like that, that wouldn't surprise me at all if he does. 
Yeah, for rookie of the year, I think he's a, a top candidate. But I, I just can't get over that a guy named Chet has so much flow and has so it much does. drip. Chet should be like the like the captain of your bowling team. You know yeah. what I mean? On Thursday nights, you know the guy that can out drink everybody. You know has a little pop belly. Not not a guy who looks like like little Nicky with that outfit he had on. <laughs> you know, you got we mentioned it yesterday on on, on our on our on our group chat. You know, it looks like the like the classic '90s Seattle. You know, emo. You know you know, rocker guy who's, who's just sitting there with that, with the hair. I can't get over the name. And the only other Holmgren I ever heard in my life was Mike Holmgren. So I don't even know where this guy came from, but I think he's, I think, you know, for Oklahoma city, they're sticking to the plan. And I think if you're an Oklahoma city fan, if you're, if you're thinking about whatever their win total is going to be, if you're thinking about betting on them, I think they've got a plan and they're ready to go. And they knew that might've been the only lock of this thing that we knew Chet Holmgren was going to go number two. You're right. It was, I think that's why one and three was the decision. It was just, it was two was Chet Holmgren. And then we played the cut as we came in there. Number four, J-Rod, there's, there's one thing that I can guarantee in every draft. The Kings are going to screw it up. And I, I don't think Keegan Murray is terrible. He, you know, he'll be an NBA player for a while. But I thought Jaden Ivey coming in had a chance to be the best player in the draft. So that's how good I think Jaden Ivey could be as a scorer, as an electric, you know, kind of up, to, up and down the floor offensive player. And the Kings, had, he fell to them right there at four, the best guard in the draft. And they took Keegan Murray, and it just allowed I, – I, I love the pick for the Pistons at five to pair Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, but the Kings mess it up every time. It's remarkable. Yeah, and, 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 and if you're Mike Brown, you're like, thank you. That's what that's what I get. I come from an, an organization like Golden State who seems to always get it right. They almost seem to get it, they got it right in this draft. And you wonder where that comes from. I mean, you know, at the very least, if you don't know what you're going to do, you go for the best available player. And they didn't even do that. So, I mean, I think Keegan Murray, again, you're in Sacramento, you're out and you're on an island somewhere. No one's going to know. No one's going to watch your games anyway. Uh, and, and for Ivy, I mean, what a story, right? His mom was, was, a, was, a, was a great player for the Detroit WNBA franchise. His grandfather played for the Detroit Lions, and now he's in Detroit. It just makes all the sense in the world. You, you know, sometimes the sports world and the stars all align. What a great story for all the journos and all the people in Detroit. You know, they've got a hometown kid uh, essentially there, and and they're going to be pretty good. And I can't wait to, to, to talk to our NBA insiders just to see, you know, how the Pistons are going to look. Because I think they, you know, to me – them and the Pelicans low-key had yeah I, well, I do too and you know yeah. it's interesting watching the props play themselves out here over the course of this draft so Johnny Davis was one I thought he just I, I had him pegged to the Wizards I took him over nine and a half like that felt like like there's certain things about the NBA draft where or the NFL draft any draft is like you kind of can read a player to a team you can kind of read a player to a team and feel like it's going to end up there. And we we talked about a lot of them yesterday. And you kind of go through it. Johnny Davis to Washington was one that I felt was was definitely just like that was his spot in the NBA draft. So uh, that played itself out at number 10. And you go through it. Yeah, I mean, I think I like what a lot of these teams did last night. Um, you go down. I thought Shaden Sharp was a really good pick by the Portland Trailblazers at number seven. They've taken a chance on him. Benedict Matherin at number Six to Indiana, that's a good pick for them. And then you kind of go down, and then, you know, you get out of the top ten or so, and it becomes more of a crapshoot. But Mark Williams, we had um, we had our one of our Odyssey NBA insiders, uh, Ryan McDonough, on earlier this week, and he mentioned Mark Williams. Like, that's 
he's a guy that's going to land with the Hornets. Now, I took him under 13 and a half because I thought that maybe they were taking him with their first pick. They ended up taking him with their second pick, number 15. So he went over that prop. But I thought for the most part, the, the draft last night, one, two, three was the story. And Paul was interesting because we talked about it all day yesterday. And then as our show was going on, it shifted back, right? It, it started becoming Jabari again, gigantic odds for him. But I was watching it as the afternoon was playing out leading to the draft. It almost went back to where it was when we started the show yesterday, which was no one know the heck's going on. And then it became Paolo. Like by the time our show ended, I thought, okay, things have reset itself. I mean, what throughout our show, we saw what minus, did we see minus like 10,000? We at least mm-hmm. saw minus 1300. And then it again, crept back down to minus 600, which is still a massive number, but the way it was coming down. And then, I mean, it was just wild to watch. I, I didn't like play anything on Palo just because I I was so lost at that point. I didn't right. know what to believe. And like if I didn't get the big number, I think the spot was I mean, it would have been, you know, impossible to at nine to one when after Woj reaffirms, hey, this is one, two, three during our show, that was the spot to jump back in Palo because I think it was FanDuel. Someone had nine to one on him. Right. But at the same time, you're like, you're going against a guy that's pretty much never wrong and this is his super bowl but it was and i mean especially when you put in the context of him like railing against sports betting and which is by the way kind of paying his paycheck um a little bit um it was definitely a win for the sports betting market i the keegan murray one was interesting i'd heard a little bit that the kings really liked him but again like to like how can you pass on Jaden ivy there so i mean it was just it was some interesting stuff all around we talked a little about a little bit about AJ Griffin yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was there on the board for the Knicks. And then obviously there was a trade involved too. Um, Knicks fans. I, I don't know about you. Like I started on the uh the the one broadcast with Jay Billis. It was okay. And then I switched to the one and then Stephen A is losing his mind about the Knicks. I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Um, but it was an interesting net all around. I mean, I can't really as much movement as there was with the NFL draft. I mean, I think this one is in a league of its own as far as recent history. And the other interesting part is I guess the books didn't really get killed all that badly. Because both sides, right? Right, right. So like reading up on a little bit this morning, they didn't they didn't get absolutely crushed. They took some hits on like some big wins on Palo. Someone, this was the, you know what? We talked about Chet at number three, at number four, at number five. I guess Jabari was around twenty-five to one. To I go saw that. Three. Like big that number was the move. Yeah, yeah. So. It's funny because you know we talked in the last couple of days. Was like, well, someone knows something. Our sharps coming in. Where's this money coming from? But I, I think you and I may have read the same article this morning. The one I was reading, our, our guy Crack was uh, was quoted in there. Yes. Yeah. And I saw the article, and he mentioned that the reason he jumped in on Palo is the number was just too good. Like. Yeah, like in a marketplace, and, and I, I mentioned this with J-Rod a few minutes ago, I think next year, NBA, NFL draft, if we get to a point where no one knows the number one pick is, just take shots on two and three because you're going to hit. I mean, like if you hit it, it's going to be good money. So that might have been part of it. This just felt like a crazy, I don't know, perfect storm here of Woj being wrong, the information kind of being leaked out there, and smart betters just saying, all right, there's some value. I'm going to jump on this. So it was a – I uh, will say this. You almost night. have to wonder – if you have a bad team and a bad organization that kind of throws this whole thing in flux too, because it's, because I mean, it's the bottom line. If you're the Orlando magic, how do you not know who you're going to pick? I know that's, it's pretty bad. Like, 
Right. I have to imagine most executives in the NBA or any sport, like they know the day before or two days before. They got to know. They should know a week out. But And I saw they didn't even meet with him. Like they didn't have a formal workout with Paolo Bencaro, no. which feels insane. But we'll see. That, it's, <laughs> that's the magic. That They usually are a bad team. We got a lot to talk about here on the show. Joe Giglio, Jim Rodriguez, Jay Rye with us. Jimmy Patsos, our Odyssey NBA insider, joins us next. His thoughts on the draft where the prospects landed and all the uncertainty that went into last night. That's up next right here on the Beck UL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on Beck QL Daily from Beck QL.